Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Experiencing lifelong anointing is not just something that somebody came up with. For those who are close to me, you will know I've always joked about it. If I were to pick a name, I won't pick this one. I'll pick something more glamorous, something more trendy, something more fashionable. That's what I will pick. But God had his own ideas. You all know that when God does anything, there is always a reason behind it. There's always a purpose for which he does whatever he does. You may not fully understand it. We may not fully agree with it. We may not fully appreciate it. But the Lord God Almighty always has a reason for doing what he's doing. He had his own reason. And he knew why he wanted us to be called Lifelong Anointing Church. And the reason I think that the Lord Almighty gave us this particular name is found in the book of Psalms, Psalm 89. If you start reading from verse number 34, the Lord gave us an idea of why he is giving us a name like this. He said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever. And is thrown as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon. And as a faithful witness in heaven. Selah. This passage of scripture simply tells us number one. That God is committed to his word. Whatever the word of God that is sent to you. God is committed to fulfilling it. Number two. This passage tells us. That God will uphold the word that he has spoken in your life. Whatever the Lord has decreed into your life. He will always uphold it. Heaven and earth will pass away, the Bible says. But no word will go unfulfilled. And the third thing you see from that passage of scripture is that God is careful to perform his word. Even if the sons of David are unfaithful, even if they depart, he said he will punish those boys, but he will never break his promises unto David. Which means God will be careful to perform his word, regardless of the situation that is going on. Regardless of the circumstances, there will always be a fulfillment and a performance of the word of God. And I believe that Paul the apostle understood this particular word. And so in the book of Romans chapter 11, reading from verse number 29, Paul summarized what David was talking about in the sermon. And Paul said, he said, the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. In other words, when God calls you, when God gifts you, he does not do so so that he can abandon you halfway. When the Lord calls you, he does not withdraw whatever he has given to you because of the circumstances or the situation that you are going through. When the Lord calls you, he doesn't change his mind. You can run, but you will not be able to hide. Go and ask Jonah and he will tell you. Go and ask somebody like Paul the Apostle, he will tell you. As much as you try to destroy the call of God, as much as you try to rationalize it, the Lord Almighty is waiting for you at the end of the day. And that's why the Bible tells us, in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, reading from verse number 14, it says, I know that whatsoever God does, it shall be forever. 
Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken from it. God does it that men should fear him. In other words, when he already called you, he is the one that knows the end from the very beginning. Whatever God does, it shall be forever. Whenever he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. You may not like it. You may throw your tantrum. You may disbelieve. You may argue. The whole world might argue about it. But the word of God will never be broken. So whatever God says he will do, he will do. God is not rash in his action. What he does is forever. God does not change his mind about you just because you are having a bad day. And he is faithful to every word that comes out of his mouth concerning you, concerning your life. So when the Lord decided to give us the name Lifelong Anointing Church, the Lord was telling us that we are not a mistake. That we didn't just happen by accident. We didn't happen because we just felt like doing something. It's not because we wanted to gather and we had nothing better to do and the church was the next thing we wanted to do. No. The Lord was saying, I didn't call you by accident. I didn't call you by mistake. Your call is not a farce. When the Lord decided to call us that wrong anointing church, he was telling us that our call is something that he decided upon. The Lord was telling us that you are a conscious decision that he made. A conscious decision of mine. He's telling us that he called us according to his purpose. He called us to make a difference. So it is not by a power, it's not by my. When the Lord decided to call us lifelong anointing church, the Lord was telling us our call is not a mistake. The fact that the enemy is throwing his tantrum, the Lord is reminding us anytime we call our name that we are not a mistake. Every now and then I say that I actually watch my own name. He said, God win. I have one of the odd names in my family. Every other person has one particular name or the other. I'm the only one that has this odd name. What my father was thinking, I don't know. But he gave me the name. The point I'm making is that whatever name the Lord has spoken, whatever the Lord has spoken over your life, there is always a reason. And the Lord is faithful to his word. When the Lord called us lifelong anointing church, the Lord was saying, there's a strong meaning behind that name and that you are not an accident. You didn't happen because you don't know what you're doing. You are not where you are today because you are lazy. You are not where you are today because there's something that you don't know what you are doing or because I'm not with you. You are where you are today because I am doing something in your life. And by the time I'm done with you, my glory will be manifested. One of the prayers that I've been praying for the past couple of days is, Oh Lord, tell me that I've not made a mistake. One of the things that people don't know is that anytime when we are praying, you notice that I don't care what you are doing in the congregation. I close my eyes. I always tell my wife I close my eyes for one reason. I want to focus on the Almighty God because I don't want to be distracted. There are so many things that are going on around us that can make us to be distracted. There are so many things that can cause us to begin to question whether we heard from the Lord. There are so many people, so many words that have been said, so many activity around us that will begin to wonder, you better close this shop and do something better. But the Lord on a daily basis keep on reminding us that you are not a mistake. And I'm here to tell you today, whatever is going on in our lives, the Lord God Almighty is telling me to tell you that you are not a mistake. Whatever is going on in your life, the Lord knows what he's doing. When we talk about lifelong anointing, what are we talking about? What is this lifelong anointing? Lifelong anointing represents the perpetual power and presence of God in the life of an individual. In other words, he decides to walk with you and he continues to walk with you until the day you choose not to walk with him anymore. That's what lifelong anointing is all about. Lifelong anointing, it represents the unfailing enablement of the Spirit of God in the life of an individual. That is the Lord Almighty decides to pour His Spirit upon you. He decides to enable you. He decides to empower you. Not because of who you are, but because of what He wants to make out of you. So when we talk about lifelong anointing, we are talking about God choosing to impart in an individual. 
a lifelong investment of his enabling grace and power in that life of that individual. The God says, okay, I see this individual. I am calling you as a vessel. I am deciding to pour my anointing. I'm deciding to invest in you because I know your life will produce results. That's what lifelong anointing is all about. Lifelong anointing is all about the everlasting faithfulness of God to his word and to his promise in your life. That's what it means. That is what lifelong anointing is all about. The faithfulness of the almighty God that never changed. And all through the Bible, you will see this pattern reoccur. In the life of all the people that God has chosen, God finds an individual. God gives that individual a specific assignment. And then the Almighty God now pours His Spirit upon that particular person. Anoint that person to do the job and then sustain that person as long as that person works with Him. Pick anybody in Scripture. That has been the pattern. The Lord Almighty picks you. Gives you an assignment. Empower you to do that assignment and continue to sustain you as long as you continue to work with Him. And when God does that, he'll find out that that person begins to be productive and fruitful all through their life. You will see this same pattern in the life of Abraham. You see it in the life of Moses. You see it in the life of David. You see it all through the prophet. God calls, anoints, and sustains the people he has chosen as long as they continue to walk with him. And that is why you remember, you keep telling us, the game in this Christian journey, the key to the success in Christian journey is consistency. You keep doing the same thing. You keep doing the same thing. The day you stop doing it, that's the day you stop seeing the results. The key to success in working with the Almighty God is the key of consistency. And the question is, why does the Lord release His anointing upon the life of His people? Why does He release the lifelong anointing upon the life of an individual? Why does He continue to give his testimony. Why does he continue to support his people? Why does he continue to uphold them with his anointing? Why does the Lord do it? The consistent testimony of scripture is that the Lord does that particular thing. He pours his anointing and sustains his people because number one, to empower them. To empower his people. He knows that you cannot do it in your own ability. He knows that in your own power you cannot succeed. And that's why he said that not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. That's why he pours the spirit upon you to empower you. Number two, he does it so that he can enable you to do his job. Bible tells us when Peter and John were going to the temple, they saw a man that was lame. This was the same people who were running away. But when they were empowered, the Bible said, silver and gold have I not, but in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you to walk. And they walked. It enables them to do the work they are supposed to do. Not only that, the Lord Almighty gives you the lifelong anointing so that he can encourage you. There are so many things that will discourage you, my brothers and sisters. All you have to do is just look at the news or watch the news or read the newspaper. It's enough to make you depressed. And that's why people in the mental health business are making a killing right now because a lot of people are depressed. But you need the anointing to be encouraged. And that's why the Lord Almighty pours the anointing upon his people so that we can be encouraged. Bible says, likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness. For we do not know how we should pray or how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. The Spirit encourages us to be able to continue to go. Why does he pour his anointing upon us? He pours it so that he can keep us educated. The anointing gives you access to the secret of heaven. The anointing opens your eyes to see what the Lord Almighty has in store for his people. The Lord Almighty opens the eyes to be able to understand the things that are written in Scripture. Bible to Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance that I have said to you. 
So the anointing teaches you. The anointing expands your wisdom. The anointing opens your eyes to see the things that are not obvious to other people. Not only that, the anointing emancipates. And what does that mean? It delivers you. Bible says when Jesus was about to start his ministry, he said, the spirit of the almighty God is upon me, which means he has anointed me with that lifelong anointing. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to claim liberty to the captive, and to recover sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those that are oppressed. That is what the anointing does for you. It breaks the yoke. It emancipates you. Where you have been tied down, when the anointing comes into your life, you find out that that yoke is broken. When the anointing comes upon your life, that particular stagnation, those areas where progress has been difficult, the Lord Almighty opens the way. That is what the anointing does. And that is why the Almighty God gives you that particular anointing. So you see, the name Lifelong Anointing Church is God's way of consistently reminding us that you matter. That no matter what you are going through, no matter the phase of life that you are in, God has not forgotten you. The name Lifelong Anointing Church reminds us that God does not change his mind concerning you. That whatever he has promised to do, he will do it. The name Lifelong Anointing Church reminds us that God's calling, God's election, God's gift, God's presence in your life is without repentance. If the Lord decides to walk with you, he walks with you. The only time the Lord will stop walking with you is when you stop walking. Remember the Bible tells us, every morning God will come into the garden and he will fellowship with Adam. And God kept it like clockwork. He was there every evening until the day man did not show up. So you find out that when God makes a promise, when God makes a declaration, when he tells you this is what I'm about to do, the only time that thing will not happen is when you break. So our name is a reminder that God's calling and God's election is without repentance. Lifelong anointing is all about the everlasting faithfulness of the Almighty God towards His people. How is the people who are associated with this particular call, how are they going to be able to tap into the covenant that brought this thing to pass? How are they going to be able to benefit from the grace that is upon this particular commission? How are the people connected to this commission going to tap into the experience of the lifelong anointing that God made available to this particular commission? There are blessings that the Almighty God has made available for every call. How are you going to benefit from it? The reason this question is important is because we need to experience the lifelong anointing because if you don't experience it, what you will find is that there will be discouragement and there will be frustration in the life of an individual. When the anointing of the Almighty God is absent in your life, when the presence of the Almighty God is absent, discouragement and frustration will always follow. That's when the man prays and there will be no answer. That's when it appears that the heavens is sealed over that person. That's when it appears that all that they laid their hands upon to do is no longer prospering. That is why you need to understand how to tap into this particular anointing. Number two. We need to experience the lifelong anointing because without the experience, our work will be distracted and will be diverted. That's why people jump from pillar to posts. Because you have not seen God move on your behalf. If God has spoken and you have heard and you have seen him in operation in your life, it is very easy for you to be focused on him. That's why David says, I have been young and now I am old. 
I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. As a result, I'm not going to jump up and down. He said, the Lord is my help. Who shall I fear? The Lord is my salvation. The reason is because he has seen God move. When you have not experienced the lifelong anointing, you become distracted, you become diverted. The enemy can play a number on you. Because there's nothing that you can anchor your faith on. And number three, we need to experience the lifelong anointing. We need to experience the touch of the Almighty God upon the call. Because without the experience, our walk will be lacking in testimonies. You should be devoid of testimonies. Because when the Lord Almighty is not present in the thing that you do, how can the Lord manifest himself? There will be no testimonies when the presence of the Almighty God is not there. When there is no experience of the lifelong anointing, our walk becomes void of testimonies. And my brothers and sisters, you need to experience the lifelong anointing to be able to access and enjoy all that God has made available through the commission that you are under. We need to experience the lifelong anointing to access all that God has made available through this ministry. I have told you once that the miracle is not based on the anointing of the minister. Please understand me. The miracle that a man experiences is not based on the anointing of the minister. It is based on your faith as an individual. And that's why the Bible says, be it unto you according to your what? According to your faith, not according to the anointing of the minister. Jesus was the most anointed. The Bible said the spirit of the Almighty came down and rested upon him. This same guy who was able to speak and the dead rose up. This same guy who was able to heal, deliver, do all sorts of things. The Bible said he went to his own hometown and he could not do anything. Why? Is it because he had no power? That's not the issue. Is it because he didn't have the anointing? That's not the issue. The problem was that the people did not believe him. Not everyone who was associated with the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ benefited from him. Please understand that. Not everybody who came across Jesus benefited from his ministry. The only those who are connected, only those who receive him, those are the only people who benefited from his ministry. And that's why the Bible tells us in John chapter 1 verse 12, we say, but as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to be called the sons of God, even those who believe in his name. So you cannot enjoy the benefit of any ministry. You cannot benefit from that ministry unless you first of all receive that particular ministry and you believe that particular ministry. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, there is a covenant upon this particular commission. And to experience and benefit from that particular covenant, you need to understand it and then key yourself into it. Because if you don't, we thank God for what you are doing, but you may not be able to get the fullness of his blessing. The question then is how do you connect? How do you benefit from the lifelong anointing covenant that is upon this particular commission? How do you connect with it? How do you experience the lifelong anointing confidence? In 1 Kings chapter 19, 1 Kings chapter 19, I want us to start reading from verse number 16. There the Bible tells us, Elijah the prophet was instructed by God to anoint Elisha to take over his place as a prophet over the nation. In verse number 19, the Bible tells us, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yokes of oxen before him, and it was with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle upon him. 
Here the Bible is basically saying, after Elijah received the instruction, Elijah went and looked for Elisha. And when he saw him, he threw his mantle upon him. In other words, he extended the call of God upon him. Elisha received the call and eventually became a one of the people who was serving Elijah. When the Lord called Elisha to take the place, please understand, as soon as the mantle fell upon Elisha, God was looking for an individual who he can entrust his spirits upon for a lifetime. Elijah was already an established prophet. The mantle of the prophet was upon his life. The Lord was looking for a replacement. Somebody who would take the place of Elijah. Somebody who would carry the mantle for a lifetime. Somebody who will continue to minister to the whole of Israel. And for Elijah to taste that particular anointing. For Elijah to begin to enter the ministry and to occupy the place where Elijah was about to vacate, Elijah had to go through some experience. God had to pass Elijah through a series of life-changing experience before he can entrust his spirit onto Elijah. In other words, God will not just dump his spirit on anybody. God will not give his treasures to anybody. You will have to go through a series of life-changing experience for you to be able to be a carrier of the mantle that God wants to release upon his people. And that is what he did for this man called Elisha. God had to pass Elisha through a series of life-changing experiences before God can entrust his spirit to Elisha's care. And God took Elisha through a series of phases. And all these phases began to prepare Elisha for the job and for the anointing that God is preparing him for. Elisha came to realize that the lifelong anointing that Elijah had required a specific visitation of heaven. And my brothers and sisters, anyone who intends to enjoy and to experience the lifelong anointing and the benefit from the covenant that is upon this ministry must be ready to go through some similar experiences. And to experience the lifelong anointing and to benefit from it, you must be willing to pay the price that is required. And the first life-changing experience that you must have in order to enjoy the anointing that God wants to pour upon your life for a lifetime, first life-changing experience that you will need to have to see a beneficiary of the blessings of heaven is found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. Look at again, 1 Kings chapter 19 verse number 16. Here you will see the Lord gave Elijah a very specific instruction. He said, and you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, as the prophet in your place. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plying twelve yokes of oxen before him, and was with the twelve. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother. Then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back, for what have I done to you? So Elijah returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. So to experience the lifelong anointing, the first life-changing experience that is required is what I want to call the Abel Mehola experience. And what is this funny name experience? The Abed Mahola experience. What is this experience? And why is it important? What is this Abed Mahola experience and why is it important? The Abed Mahola experience for Elisha was the place of his birth. 
Ebed Mahola is a city where Elisha was born, is a place where he walked, is a place where he lived, is a place where he known, is a place that defined his identity. And the interesting thing is that Ebed Mahola was also the place of his calling. That was where Elijah found him. It was the place where Elijah met him when he was busy doing the work of God. Number three, Ebed Mahola was a place where Elisha surrendered his trade, his 12 yoke of oxen. That was where he surrendered it. That was where he laid down his business. That was where he was able to place everything on the altar of the Almighty God. Ebed Mahola for Elisha was a place where he abandoned his old life and took up a new life. What does that mean? For you to be able to experience their lifelong anointing and to benefit from it. You must have a place in your own Ebet Mahola experience. And what is that experience? It is the experience of rebirth. There has to be a point in your life where there was a change. There has to be a point in your life where there was an encounter with the Almighty God. It's a place of encounter. For you to enjoy the lifelong anointing, number one has to be a rebirth, an encounter with the Almighty God, and there has to be a time when you surrendered everything at the altar of the Almighty God. The unfortunate thing is that there are many of us who want to enjoy the blessings of heaven, and we don't want to give up anything. You want to be able to see God move on our behalf. We want to see God do the miraculous, but we are not willing to give up anything. It's always very amazing to me that you want to enjoy the things that people are enjoying and you don't want to pay the price. A guy wants to drive a Mercedes-Benz. He goes to the dealership. They tell you how much it costs. You say, no, 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 no. I don't want to pay that price. But I want to drive out of this place with a Mercedes. And they begin to wonder. It's either two things. It's either you pull up a gun or you have to have somebody pay for it. Unfortunately, nobody pays for you to drive out a Mercedes-Benz. So the other option for you, you don't want to even talk about it on the internet or else you'll be what? The point you are making is that there has to be an experience of surrender. There has to be an experience of an encounter. There has to be an experience of a rebirth. If you are going to enjoy the blessings of heaven. And my brothers and sisters, if you are going to enjoy or experience the lifelong anointing, we must have our own Ebet Mehola experience. There must be a time where you met the Lord. There must be a time where you surrendered, consciously surrendered to the Almighty God. There must be a time where you decided that this is the way I used to live. I don't want to live like this anymore. This is now the way I want to live. A time where you actually make up your mind to surrender for the future that God has in store for you. If you cannot point to a time where you actually encountered the Lord... If you cannot point to a time where you surrendered all to the Almighty God. If you cannot point to a time where the Almighty God visited you. Experiencing the lifelong anointing will be a challenge. Without the experience of rebirth. Without being born again. I tell you my brothers and sisters we can pray. You may get the blessing. But you may not be able to enjoy it to the fullest. So there is a need for us to be able to have our own Ebet Mahola experience, just like Elisha did. Lifelong anointing will not come if you continue to live in the past. Lifelong anointing will not come or if you refuse to surrender to the Almighty God. If we continue to argue with Him, if you continue to debate with Him, we are not willing to put anything upon the altar. When there is a call, there is always an excuse to get out of that call. If that is our pattern, you will find out that you will not be able to enjoy what the Lord has prepared for his people. 
That's why the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17, that reading from verse number 30, the Bible says, And the time of ignorance, the time that you did not know, the time of ignorance God winked at, but now command all men to repent. In other words, lifelong anointing will not happen until you are willing to repent. You must come to an end and say, Lord, I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to surrender. I'm willing to take up your challenge. One of the things that the Lord Almighty made me to realize was the fact that when a woman is pregnant and that woman is about to deliver, the woman has two options. It can either cooperate with the process or work against that particular process. If the woman refused to cooperate with the process, there's one possibility that will happen. You are going to give birth to a stillborn. The baby will die. And the Lord was telling me, it's either you cooperate with what I'm doing with you, and you don't want to end up with a stillbirth. And that got my attention. The point I'm making is this. If you want to enjoy the lifelong anointing, you have to come to a point where you say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Thank you.